0: and so much more. So, if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan, and I'm the CEO of Founder Magazine and the host of the Founder Podcast. Hope you're all having a fantastic day wherever you are around the world. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your earbuds with me wherever you are around the world. Now, today's episode, you're in for an absolute treat. I know I say this a lot, but trust me, this guy is a serious beast. Uh, His name's Steve Huffman, and he's the co-founder of a little company called Reddit, Uh, They have one of the top 10 most visited websites in the world and we go deep on the growth of Reddit, his strategies on product, why he came back to the company and really I asked him a question that I think it's something that I think about a lot and I think it's something that you think about a lot as well as an entrepreneur and, and that's will it ever be enough? You know, if you tell yourself this, oh, you know, when I get to this, if I get to $1,000 a month, or if I make an extra $5,000 a month, I'll get to this, it's going to be awesome. And I asked Steve that question, is it ever enough? Do you tell yourself these stories? And his answer was really, really interesting. I'm going to save that for you guys to hear it, but a great conversation. I felt very blessed and humbled to speak to a super smart founder Once again, I'll speak to a lot of super smart founders and just, you know, pick their brain and and, uh, be quite selfish, and and I hope I'm asking questions that you guys want me to ask. Anyways, that's it from me. Before we jump into the show, I just want to say, uh, if you have a second, please do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Helps more than you can imagine. Make sure you tell your friends. I know as an entrepreneur or founder... You must have other founder friends. Make sure that uh, you let them know, give them the heads up, and also make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. All right, that's it from me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You're in for a treat with this episode. Now let's jump to the show. The first question that uh, we ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job?
1: Well, I can tell a long story or a short story. Um, I'll try to keep the 30 seconds and maybe we can follow up, which is, um, you know, I I started Reddit with my college roommate, Alexis, and I was at Reddit for the first five years. Um, When I left at the end of that first five years, there's only six people on the team. So to be honest, I wasn't even clear whose job was what at that point. Um, We were just a bunch of people all kind of working, you know, somewhat chaotic, but we were all friends and close. Uh, I started another company, Hitmonk, when I left where I was the CTO, and I was there for five years. And during that time, Reddit continued to grow, had some tough times, uh, had some good times too, and uh, it was in the summer of July, or summer of 2015 in July, when Reddit asked me to return as CEO, and so I did. So really the very short answer is I started the company and you know, have the luxury of getting to be the CEO as a result. Hmm,
0: I see, and I know you actually just recently sold Hipmunk, is that correct?
1: Yeah, they sold last summer, last fall, um, something like that, to Concur.
0: Awesome. And um, h- how did that come about? Um, so so you're, you're not there anymore, right?
1: Right. So I, I, um, you know, the time between when I decided to leave Hitmonk and actually return to Reddit was about four days. So it was a very uh, violent transition on kind of both sides, really. Uh, I remained on as CTO at Hitmonk for a few months to kind of help with that transition. But it turned out at Hitmonk, we had hired pretty well. The team was stable. We had all been working together for years. So they actually, um, from kind of the CTO role, didn't actually miss me that much. Now Reddit and Concur had been in each other's orbits for a while. We'd always wanted to do a deal with them because Concur and Reddit, I think it's actually, so the acquisition I think is actually a great deal. I wish we had done it sooner. But uh, and I, I can elaborate on that if it's interesting, but nevertheless, Reddit and Concur had been in each other's orbits for for quite a while, um, and 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 I think it's a pretty natural fit. And so finally, you know, they they actually you know got that deal done. And I think it's going to be uh, kind of a win win for both companies.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So I guess what what's what's curious to me and and um for some of our audiences just just quickly is is how did Reddit get started? Like this is this is like the you know on the top ten websites in the world, most you know, top ten most visited websites in the world. I know you guys started at Y Combinator, but how did this idea be conceived? Like, you know, the front page of the internet, just you know, you know, half a billion monthly uniques, like like uh how did that all start? Like how did you come up with this idea?
1: Well, I think the important thing to, to recognize this is true of Reddit and almost any successful company, is There was never a point when there was an idea for Reddit as it exists today, right? There was the idea we started with, which was, let's build a place where people can find interesting things online every day. Not necessarily news, not necessarily funny stuff, not necessarily anything in particular. It was just stuff. That was the original idea. And part of that is still true today, although our vision has, I think, changed quite a bit. Because when we started the company, we were very young, uh, 21, and... Our motivation was was different than it was today. We got into Y Combinator kind of on the second time around. Our first idea was rejected, but uh, the partners at Y Combinator, uh, Paul Graham and, and Jeff Skolnick, then liked Alexis and I personally, you know, or as people, and suggested we we come back and, and basically work on a different idea, which would ultimately turn into Reddit. And, and you know, the, the company is so different now, both in terms of kind of function and vision, than it was then. But we, we, we've, we're 12 years old now, so we've, we've kind of, the, the whole context in which Reddit exists and the way people use the internet and think about us and the way we think about the business has, has changed entirely. But on day one, it was very simple. We're, what can people do to find interesting stuff online every day?
0: Hmm. And, and how did you grow it?
1: Another question where I may have a, an unsatisfying answer. The blessing and the curse of Reddit is that for a long time, we didn't know why it grew. Um, it grew wow. through word of mouth. Uh, you know, we, I, I wouldn't say we grew it. Um, we had the luxury of just kind of growing. Now, we didn't grow explosively. In fact, so we were always frustrated about like the rate of growth because we looked at our peers, uh, companies that were started after Reddit, YouTube, uh, Twitter, we looked at our peers and they're just like exploding growing and, and we were growing, but never, you know, that fast. And so it's always frustrating to us. But we never did any marketing, we, and we, very, we did very few growth tactics. You know, we didn't even collect email addresses. And there's all, there's all sorts of things you can do in the product to, to grow it, but we eschewed those things, I think, very naively. I, I think that was a mistake in hindsight. Um, the reason Reddit grew is because the content was good. You know, fundamentally, we had something very interesting. And so the, the fun, I, th- I think the only thing that really matters in any business is, are you providing value for your customers? And in this case, our customers were the users, and we were providing them a lot of value through through the content on the site.
0: Mm, So that was that was strategic from the start. That you were you creating like like trying to create viral type content seeded on the site in the early days, or
1: you know, we we really didn't think of it that way. Um, We thought of it in kind of a very pure sense of what's the most interesting thing we can do for the users, and kind of by extension, us. The word viral almost felt icky to us in those days. It felt kind of very trendy and, and like impure. Now we had a lot of kind of what I would call like early 20s like idealism about the way things should work. But we thought, you know, we're not going to do these like icky growth tactics. We're not going to worry about SEO. We're not going to worry about email addresses. We're not going to worry about like over categorizing our content. It was just what feels good, like what's interesting. And I think that was a good thing in the sense that our users could feel that too. And so there's always been this tone on Reddit of, like, this is the real deal. This is kind of the raw, organic, like, real glimpse of, of people and humanity. Um, but it also meant, you know, a, a, as a business, I think we, uh, you know, we, we've often found ourselves in a position of having catching up to do or or, or or maturing to do. And I think that's what really we've been up to the last couple of years.
0: Mm. And wouldn't you say um... – kind of like the vision has changed can you tell me about how that vision has changed from what it was when when you and Alexa started to to what it is now
1: sure so I've mentioned a couple times when we started it was where can you find new and interesting things online and and as we've grown and as the community has developed and as the and it's right turned turn one community into many thousands of communities those communities play kind of varying roles in people's lives um, you know some are still just for funny stuff you know internet culture and some are for news and and just kind of staying up to date, which is generally important to people. But some are are, are more serious, right? About, you know, helping people with addiction and people um, who are, you know, in in debt or need relationship advice or going through hard times or maybe going through good times and have the ability to help other people, you know, people facilitating loans and organ transplants and all sorts of stuff, right? Um, This Reddit plays an important role in millions, hundreds of millions of people's lives. And, so now we're, we have this opportunity when we, when we look at this to provide that value for, you know, say everybody in the world, right? That's my ultimate belief is that everybody in the world has a home on Reddit somewhere and can get this tremendous value out of connecting with other people. And that's, and that's what we're chasing. I think the, the world will be a better place uh, if we have a little bit more empathy, which is I think what Reddit deals in. And, and, but this vision wasn't clear to us 12 years ago. You know, we were just kids trying to do something fun.
0: Mm. And um, how, how is the, like, are you guys going to change up the business model? Like I know um, you guys have played around with certain things. Like what are you able to comment or, or talk to us about your thoughts and approach around the, the business model for Reddit?
1: Our primary business model is ads, um, it's been that way for a while. Uh, it's been growing quickly the last couple of years. I'm actually very proud about this. Uh, we've, Grown revenue significantly. Um, Jesus, uh, this year it'll probably be five x, yeah, of, wow. of where it was just a couple of years ago. Um, and we've done that without ad- actually adding any more ads. You know, just getting better at the business, um, mm. getting more efficient, more efficient at selling, better targeting, all that sort of stuff. And I still think we have a lot of room to grow there, um, a, a ton of room to grow there. So while I believe there are many business models hiding inside of Reddit. You know, we facilitate lots of e-commerce transactions, um, but I think the predictive power of Reddit is actually quite valuable. Ads is, is kind of a very well-worn path on the internet. And so I've told the monetization team, don't be creative about business models. You know, we can, we can build, we can get Reddit to a sustainable place, kind of following a, a fairly well-worn path in, in terms of ads before we need to be creative. Now, I would love to be creative about it. It's just we're spending that creative energy um, on improving the product where I think we have kind of even bigger gains to make. So maybe in five years, we'll have different business models, and we'll probably always play with things here and there to test things out. But uh, for the time being, we're selling ads, and we're getting better and better at it every day.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And when it comes to you know, uh, startup founders starting out, do you recommend focus on users first or the business model first?
1: Users first. You should have an idea of what the business model will be. And, and, and really, we're talking about a, a select kind of type of company uh, where, where the strategy makes sense. But if you're talking about consumer web, especially something like Reddit, users first, because that's very, very difficult. So whether we're talking about kind of users versus business model, I think when you're making any decision, whether it's, it's, it's a long-term decision or a short-term decision, my strategy is always, let's solve the hardest problem first, right? Let's uncover uh, where the challenges are, you know, where the dragons are hiding in there. And so even in like a small you know, software project that might last a day, I always say, let's start with the tricky part first, because we know we can figure out everything else later. So for some businesses, the business model is the tricky part. And maybe you do want to figure that out first. And to contradict myself a little bit, if you're building a, a company that has customers, I think of customers and users as kind of two different things a little bit, to be fair. Um, if you're building a business that has customers. So maybe it's more B2B you know, a great way to validate your idea is to see, will somebody pay for it? You know, if that's kind of the primary way you're going to exist is by selling something that's not ads, you know, validate that business model first. That's probably your hardest problem. But if you're going to sell ads, we know that business model works. So you can probably focus on the other stuff and come back to it later.
0: Yeah, gotcha. And you know, one one um thing that really stands out to me, Steve, is is you guys are at, at you know at the top of your game right now in terms of users. Um, you know, being you know one one of the largest and and most well-known websites in the world. How how do you do you do you ever worry about because you guys are in the I guess in in many aspects the attention game, right? Like uh, you know, the, that, yeah, yeah, and 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 do you, is there any companies that that's, like do you, do you ever worry about like losing that attention like how, how do you manage, how do you maintain that attention?
1: I don't worry about losing the attention. I worry about can we gain more of it? You know, can, can we make Reddit appeal to everybody? Can we make you know all of the wonderful things that happen on Reddit obvious to new users right Can we make the value prop of Reddit obvious to new users That I think is actually our biggest challenge right now. Yes, we have competitors we, we can talk about competitors. In a, in a kind of a strict sense of, you know, consumer websites and applications. But we can also talk about it as just kind of all media, right? Where do people spend their attention, their down moments, um, you know, throughout the day? Um, where do they get their news and where do they get the fulfillment and have fun and that sort of thing. But really I, I spend little time thinking about competitors compared to how much time I think about how can we make Reddit better? How can we make Reddit the best version of Reddit possible?
0: And one thing I've I've noticed um, is it's Reddit, um, the, the UI, like the, the bulletin style forum kind of board that, that hasn't changed very much over the years, has it?
1: It hasn't. Um, and then, and then that's not a good thing. Um, and oh. in fact, we're rebuilding that UI right now. Uh, oh, really? It's a massive project. Yes. We've learned so much. Uh, mm. I think we're much better product people than our, our desktop website might suggest. Um. <laughs> And so we're we're putting that 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 skill to work right now because Reddit right, does need to evolve uh, and and kind of get up to get up to standard in terms of kind of what you would expect on a of, of a modern website. And if you look at our mobile apps, which have been out a little bit more than a year now, you can see a lot of that work at play. The mobile apps are uh, viscerally more engaging and visually more appealing, and it's the same content but with with a new UI. And I think the mobile apps actually. Are much more effective than the web right now, so we're going to bring web up to speed as well. I often joke that Re- Reddit is Reddit did not succeed because we have a a ugly website. Reddit succeeds despite an ugly website because the content is so good and the users are so clever and funny and interesting. And if we put a a, a better product on top of that, we should grow even more.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um. Because I was just thinking about it when I when I when I was looking just preparing, and I was like, geez. You guys haven't changed. It's like still kind of old pretty old yeah. school. And well, I wanted to you know, know if that it was strategic. Off old <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, in the beginning, um, in the beginning it was strategic to, in, in the sense that uh, I am personally kind of a utilitarian person. You know, I don't have a lot of pictures hanging on my wall at home either. I don't have a lot of stuff, and the design of Reddit kind of reflected that. And, and that was kind of fun in the beginning, to the extent that it really was all about the content. And the content back then was all text and links. so a list of headlines made sense. But our content now is it's images, it's videos, it's 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 q and a stuff, right? it's There's all sorts of stuff there that that a list of blue links doesn't convey effectively um, or as effectively as something else could. And you know the we want Reddit to be appealing to more than people just like me, right? Our user base is the first, and it's getting more diverse. and the product should reflect that as well.
0: Mm. so Steve, I, I, I um there's something I, I'd really like to to delve a little deeper on, and that was how like you've just built this absolute beast of a movement with Reddit um there and like you know you guys are you know you start at Y Combinator there's like there's like a lot of I guess commonalities between you know you, you're based out of San Francisco Valley like there's a lot of commonalities that I'd love to delve a little deeper if there was like one thing besides the product and besides the content that you guys did in the early days that might and not, not that I'm looking for like kind of a like a hack or anything but just kind of more to it, like you know, you've built a successful company also with Hipmunk. Like, like what, what are what, what kind of things do do do, do founders need to think about, or, or things that you know the way you've approached this product that, that has been really, really incremental to its success? Besides those other two things I mentioned,
1: it's a very good question, and I think it's sometimes difficult to distill that into a short answer. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do my best. I can tell you a few things that have always been important to me as, like, decision-making frameworks that are common across Reddit and Hitmonk. And that is, can we justify everything we're doing? Generally talking specifically about product, but I think you can apply this to anything. Can we justify our reason for doing that based on first principles? I I am always wary of copying people, right? Something's working and then we just copy it at a surface level. I think that's almost always a mistake. Um, It doesn't mean copying is bad, but it means you should really copy the decision-making framework that led to that successful thing and not the thing itself, because you'll miss the details. And so at Reddit, this caused us to do some interesting things. For example, we had no categorization. Every other website on the planet that was similar to Reddit had tons of categorization, and Reddit just didn't have any. By forcing users to categorize, you're forcing them to, one, take this extra step during the submit process, which is just kind of a chore, and then, two, you're going to limit the type of content you have. So very early on, we, we, we correctly realized that flexibility was really important. And I can give examples of where this hurt us, too, for example. Like, we didn't collect email addresses. So I was like, well, why would we ever want email addresses? People only use email to spam people. And it turns out, you know, it's also a really good reactivation technique for users who have, you know, stopped coming back to your website. But I didn't understand that then, and so I couldn't come to that conclusion on my own then. So that was probably a mistake we made. But at Hitmonk, it was the same thing. We're just trying to deconstruct this problem, you know, buying flights online that just felt really painful, needlessly painful. And when I'd use our competitors' products, I would just get angry. And and I felt like, you know, we can kind of rethink this problem and and, and build a better product here. And as it turns out, you know, I think we made some really good decisions. I also think, when I I think about some of our competitors, um, Kayak, for example, uh, I also used to, I'm going to contradict myself here because that's the fun part about advice, is there's always contradicting advice, is I I I would tell our team, I would be like, when kayak's running an A B test that we're also running, see what they do. Because they're not dumb and they they are very intentional in their work. So if they come to a different conclusion than us, let's look really hard at that because uh, they probably had a reason for doing so.
0: Mm, interesting. So when it comes to running both companies right like, you know, when you were running Hipmonk, when you, you, you were running RIT, now you're back, it sounds like you're pretty heavily invested in in the product, you're making still a lot of big product decisions. So as, as, as a CEO, is do you think that, that they make the best founders, the ones that are pre- very, very heavily involved in the product decisions? Um, obviously, you have a product team, but for the most part, that's, that's one of your biggest focuses as a, as a founder?
1: I think the best CEOs are the ones who have a passion for what they're working on. Quitting is not an option when you're the CEO, in my opinion, and because you have an obligation to so many people to succeed. And you need to have almost an irrational passion or, you know, belief in your mission to lead the company through difficult times when the correct approach might not be clear or that success um, isn't guaranteed. I think founders kind of naturally have this because the projects become a part of their identity. I am generally a believer in the best CEOs are founders. There are exceptions to this, though. You know, when you're young and you don't know yet the business tactics, like just the actual, like how to be a successful CEO, I can think of it like a great example of, of uh, you know, Larry at Google stepping aside to let Eric be the CEO for, for so long. I think that was like, that's a pretty difficult thing to do as a founder um, is step down, bring in an outside CEO. But, you know, he, he grew, he matured, he got better and better at his job, and now he gets to retake the helm. You know, you know for me... You know, I would not be the CEO I am today without having had the experience I had at Hitmonk and the experience I had at Reddit the first time around. But I I, I am in a fortunate position now where I both have the the passion and belief in the future of Reddit and have had, you know, a a long enough career now that I've gotten to learn a lot of lessons, most of them the hard way. So is it possible to have a CEO who's not a founder be successful? Of course. I mean, Eric Schmidt, I think, is a great example. But I do think they have to have a, a, a deeply held belief in the vision of the company to succeed.
0: Out of curiosity, like how how often do you think about Reddit? Do you ever switch off or it's just constant obsession?
1: I switch off much less often than I think is healthy, but um, I found a good tactic for doing so is playing sports, um, exercising, reading. Uh, reading is a little bit tough because sometimes my mind can still wander, but I'm definitely always craving things that require my complete attention so that I cannot be thinking about work. That is the only time I'm not thinking about Reddit is when I'm doing something else that takes my complete attention.
0: And what kind of hours do you work? And what, what do you think's healthy?
1: Um, what kind of hours do I work? I, I, you know, I'm in the office, kind of business hours, you know, I'll call it nine to six or so. But like I said, i am never, not never, rarely not thinking about Reddit. Constantly on my phone, for better or for worse, I can do like 75% of my job through my phone. Most of that's email, but a lot of it's in chat or talking to people or just in a, in a, in a notebook or whatever. And that work kind of rarely stops. How much is healthy? Uh, I believe very strongly that you should have a life outside of work. Um, I've always believed that. Um, and I've also always believed that you should really be doing one thing at once. So if you're a student, you should be a student. And if you have a job, you should do that job. You shouldn't have two jobs. Side projects, I think, are very difficult when you're in an intense situation like a startup. And I think weekends are important, or at least having a day a week where you can really disconnect, and hobbies are important, and having that personal growth outside of work is really important. Now, all of that is easier said than done, of course, um, and I found myself kind of going in and out of that, and, and, and as with any situation where I'm, I'm not following my own advice, I try to at least be intentional about it and realize that. You know, I'm making a trade-off. For example, the last probably quarter of work at Reddit has been very, very intense. And I've fallen out of touch with friends and family. And I stopped exercising. And, you know, as a result, I'm sick right now. It's kind of frustrating.
0: i uh, um, to hear But that. I know
1: that that's not like, <clears throat> well, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a victim here. I, I live a very nice life <laughs> and have my dream job. But, uh, but I know that's not sustainable, right? And I, and I know things will calm down. And I'll have a, probably a very lovely summer and kind of can, can repair all of those things that I sacrificed. But I think it's important to recognize that, hey, I'm making a sacrifice right now, and it's not particularly healthy. And whenever I see other people going through that, I always tell them the same thing, which is like, hey, you know, remember to take care of yourself and have a life because otherwise you're going to burn out or you're going to like, you know, you're not going to be emotionally or I'm sorry, mentally or physically healthy.
0: I love that. Um, All right, uh, we'll have to work towards wrapping up. A couple last questions because then you got to go, but- um, I I look at, um, you know, your accomplishments and, and many others would look at your accomplishments and things you guys have done with Reddit and stuff. And, and, um, you know, uh, I think a a lot of trap that, that founders fall into myself included is, is, is they tell themselves, you know, if I can get to this, if I can do this, if I can do that, um, things will be amazing. And for you, is it ever enough? Uh,
1: great, great, great question. I mean, I'm, I don't know. You're calling, that, you're calling that thing that I do constantly a trap. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I still feel that way. I'm just like, man, once you release a new website, everything's going to be amazing. Um, you know, I, don't know, I have about half a dozen of those right now. And I've had that for like my entire career. So. And you're right. It never gets amazing. I don't know. You have moments of amazingness um, before you realize you have more work to do. And it's just, oh, that one other thing. So is it ever enough? I don't know. I think the answer is no, and I think that's a big challenge, right? Aaron Schwartz and I, a- a- Aaron was, uh, he worked at Reddit for, you know, a little while in the very beginning. He and I used to have this inside joke of um, whether we're talking about any number, we're talking about money or users, we always used to say, well, you know, you know what they say, the first million's the hardest. And then, you know, <laughs> we get to a million users, we'd be like, well, you know what they say, the first 10 million's the hardest. Mm. And that was just constantly that's always the feeling and i still feel that way right now you know the first 300 million is the hardest should get easier from here on out but you know what we really want is a billion users and that's kind of the that's the treadmill we're on i i I don't i don't believe that it's healthy but i I i've kind of come to accept it
0: Mm, yeah look thanks for sharing that because i just wanted to know like someone that's achieved you know found that's achieved what, what you've achieved like is it enough um awesome Alright, well look, um uh where you know, last question from me is is there um anywhere else you, you um people can find out more about your work besides Reddit that you'd like people to go to?
1: You know, I'm not really a promoter like that. Uh, go to Reddit. You can you can check out my profile page on Reddit slash use. Spez. But yeah, that's pretty much where I spend all my time is on Reddit. Um or I guess I suppose talking to folks like you here and there. But otherwise, if you find anything else out about me, uh, let me know because I'm usually a pretty private person.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, look, uh, thank you so much for your time, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate.
1: Likewise. Um, Good luck with everything and uh, congrats on your success so far.
0: Thank you so much. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business